Why win and why now? The New England Patriots back in the trade market rumors. Why is this the right time or is it the wrong time? More green wisdom and counsel on the subject in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, but also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So download, subscribe, follow wherever you get your audio podcasts and make sure to smash that subscribe button on YouTube. I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of Locked On Patriots, which is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcome. So let me know what's on your mind by reaching out to me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, a ton in the news for your New England Patriots. A 20-10 victory last Friday over the Carolina Panthers. That's evening their preseason slate at 1-1. One one. Isaiah Wynn is back in the news, being a possible trade target. And joint practices once again looming for your New England Patriots as they travel to the Nevada desert and they take two joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders before wrapping up their preseason slate this Friday night at Allegiant Stadium. And here today, to help me break it all down, yeah, you figured it. You see him right there. It is Monday, folks. Can't get rid of me. It is hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. <laughs> we can't get rid of him, and we wouldn't even want to try. He is the legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself, my good friend Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. Thank you for coming to me in friendship. Thank you for joining me today, Don Murph. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> let's let's do a t-bone move and just yep, i'm out of here that's great uh, always fantastic to be here with you michael no matter what time as long as it's a monday and yes we do have the power to move monday to thursdays or fridays whatever we want to do people it's our show actually it's mike's show i just show up <laughs> he's just somebody that has me coming on and um but no it, great to be here yeah a lot to unpack to, this morning Absolutely. And, you know, beyond anything, when you have your very own branded hashtag, my friend, you have some ownership stake in that show. So that is very much, yeah, that is, this is very much a family show here on Locked On Patriots in more ways than one, folks. But, of course, bringing Murph on is always, always interesting. And, Bud, Isaiah Wynn back in the news. I know you love talking big round men. We're going to talk about Isaiah in a moment. And we're also going to talk about joint practices out in Sin City as the New England Patriots and the Las Vegas Raiders hook it up on the practice field adjacent to Allegiant Stadium. But first, we can't take a look at the future without first taking our leave of the past. And on Friday, the New England Patriots 20-10 to over the Carolina Panthers. 
victorious yep. in their second preseason bid. Bailey Zappi looking pretty good at times, and at times kind he looked like a snazzy. rookie. Absolutely, but more positives than negatives when it came to Bailey. A lot of the roster hopefuls really stepped up big in this game, <coughs> and I think it's going to make Bill Belichick's job of cutting this roster down to 53 pretty damn difficult. Murph, when you look at the game on Friday, when you look at what the future implications might be for what these guys did on the field, your thoughts, your observations, what did you walk away from with this victory on Friday? Um, little Jordan Humphrey has a job. Mm. He's a good football player. Very well he has said. a job. Um, didn't get to see a lot of him down in, in New Orleans. This is a kid that comes to work, especially on game days, like, like few others that I've seen around here during camps. Um, he knows that, that he's heard that he might be on the roster bubble. Uh, what he's doing both on offense and on special teams has the entire league watching. There is no way in hell if Bill had any uh, aspirations of sneaking this kid onto the practice squad, uh, that's gone. If, if, if he doesn't make the cut, if he doesn't, he will be playing somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree. And look, bottom line when it comes to guys that are on the roster bubble, I know fans are always interested in maybe the keeping the bigger names, saying, oh, well, yep. it's a smaller name. They'll slip through the cracks. You'll be able to sign them to the practice squad. Nope. Folks, it's actually the opposite. The way things are structured now with veterans now carrying a little bit more weight about where they can go and how they can get there, sometimes right. the veterans may find themselves on the chopping block a little bit more than guys that are trying to prove it. Now, I'm not putting, uh, I'm not putting Lil Jordan into that category because he came into the Patriots – with a unique type of skill set. His size allows him to right. play the move tight end position. And I've heard Thank several you. guys go back and forth. You were one of the first to beat this drum, Murph. I remember Thank this you. a while back when you had said that. Uh, we've heard Paul Porillo of Patriots.com make that argument. Levin Joker, Lazar made Joker, the argument Joker. over the weekend. So when you take a look at that and you take a look at what his skill set could be, he can definitely be that move tight end. He can yeah. also be someone that can really bolster that wide receiver he core. Can, and now... Right. Yeah, with Tyquan Thornton on the shelf, right. that really could be a, a very important position and someone that can make catches. We've showed, uh, or I think the Patriots have showed, that he has a very good rapport and a very good back and forth with Bailey Zappi. I look for that to be very similar with Mac Jones. I think they're going to try to cultivate that relationship a little bit this week, especially in joint practices. Look for the connection between Mac and Lil Jordan. I'm really looking forward to seeing that on the field, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but uh, I do agree. I think that uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey definitely showed a lot in this game right. from an offensive standpoint. The other thing that I took away from this, and we're going to get into this in a couple of minutes, is is the uh, the lack of depth on the offensive line. Both offensive mm -hmm. starting offensive tackles were out this week, and it wasn't a, a fantastic showing for the guys that are backing them up. Um, and, and like I said, we we will get into it. Mike, Mike uh, uh Hinted at it uh, about the Isaiah Wynn possible move, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to tip my hand, but it, it, it's it's kind of thin. It's kind of Tyquan Thornton thin up there uh, on the offensive mm -hmm. line after you get past these starters. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bottom line, folks, we can't move on without at least talking about that. I know we've talked right. some wide receiver, but Murph, when you look at now Taekwon Thornton likely to miss eight weeks, you, right. what this is looking like is at least six weeks worth of action, at least six games, uh, maybe even more uh, as he right. tries to come back from a fractured clavicle. Not an easy injury, but no. it will be something that he can heal from. But in the meantime, who steps up? How do the Patriots fill this void? Because it doesn't just have to be wide receivers stepping up and filling this void. They can do it with third down receiving backs. They can do it with tight ends. Um, right. How are they going to fill this type of gap uh, that uh, um, Taekwon leaves? Because you're never going to replicate his speed. Right. And you mentioned the tight ends. I also want to throw out there Ty Montgomery. Mm. Uh, Ty's been running a lot out of the backfield. He's somebody that can be split out and, and, uh, play a wide receiver role. He's done it in the past. And also, I mean, let's let's not forget the forgotten man, Kendrick Bourne, who right. um, has kind of been in the doghouse here in New England. And if you want to go back, if you really want to go back, it's probably been in the doghouse since draft night. All right. If you guys remember, he was he was uh, at his quarterback's house to watch the draft. And uh, when the first round pick of Cole Strange uh, was was announced, he wasn't thrilled with it. He, he kind of asked Bill, what the hell are you doing, Bill? What are you doing? Look at the talent that's on the on the board here and you're grabbing a guard. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that went over real well at one Patriot place. And um I think uh, maybe possibly his attitude hasn't been real great uh, coming into camp. He, he thought that he had escaped uh, the Shanahanian system out there in San Francisco that really didn't work to his strengths, and he was quite happy to be here. He got a he got off to a great start with um, with Mac, and um, now he he may seem you know it it may be in the back of his head that I didn't want to play this system. Well, you're, you're going to have to now, and Bill is going to have to give serious thought to getting him on the field with uh, with this injury. Yeah, and I think in a lot of ways, uh, what happened over the weekend started to fester some trade rumors with regarding Kendrick and yep. whether or not the Patriots had essentially run its course. You know, there were a lot of things floating around this weekend by yeah. very reputable members of the media. This wasn't just, you know, like a like a throw this out there type thing where the yeah. national guy saw that he wasn't playing and says, oh, that's it. He's in the Belichickian doghouse. This was something that started to really gain some traction. Yeah. But when you found out that Tyquan Thornton was going to be out for that extended period and knowing the type of synergy that Mac was able to develop with Kendrick last year and even him being able to take some of those jet sweeps, I think in a lot of ways now it's going to uh, you know, lend itself into this is it. This is what we have to do. Let's right. put our head down and let's move forward. And maybe Bill reset the attitude a little bit over the weekend. Uh, right. Or maybe, you know, it was a situation where, you know, Kendrick just needed some time to cool off. And he is out there uh, in Las Vegas this week without any question. Right. And I think he'll be a big part of that. So I do. I, I do. I think he worked so well with Mac last year. And um, I, I had been, I don't want to say shocked. I was really surprised that mm -hmm. he wasn't getting more run and more looks. Uh, in the joint, not in the joint practices, but in camp leading up to the joint practices. We all know what happened with Kendrick during the joint practices.
Absolutely. Yeah, and definitely. And that had a big, you know, role to, uh, to play in this as well. It, it truly, it really and truly did. Um, quickly, before we move on to the next story of the day on the defensive side of the ball, anything that stood out to you as a potential storyline uh, that uh, could end up impacting the Patriots as they look toward roster cut down at the end of the month? Speed kills. <laughs> Speed kills. It, it was so nice to see these younger, faster guys out there. Yeah, it, uh, it, it really was. Matthew Judon is still Matthew Judon. Yes, um, <laughs> and that he, I'm going to butcher his name. Jelani Tavai. Tavai. Is, is oh, it Tavai. Well. Okay, hey, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Dealing with dyslexia here, people. This kid is something special. And um, I think he's going to play a huge role. Uh, on this team, I mean, he was he was he was out there more and longer and before Mac Wilson. Uh, mm. it, it was it was really fantastic to get a good look at this kid, and now I see what Bill is was talking about all the time. Absolutely, uh, very impressed with Jelani Tavai, no question about it. Uh, very impressed with uh, uh, Sam Roberts. Uh, yeah. Really, the last couple of Thank games you. had a very, very quiet training camp, and a lot yep. of people were wondering where does he fit in. Oh, he's destined for practice squad. Folks, do not be surprised no. to see him crack the fifty-three man yep. roster. A lot of playing time for a preseason game. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, action and uh, practices recently, but very, very impressed by what I saw from him on uh, Friday. Three-yard tackle for loss, as well right. as the fumble recovery for the touchdown. That increased usage, I think, is going to definitely do him a world of good. And he's proving that he can be a man among men. So, well Should've done on Sam Roberts. Should have been two defensive Roberts. touchdowns. Should have been yeah, two defensive real- touchdowns. My God. Yeah. People, you blow the, keep, keep the whistle in your pocket, okay? <laughs> keep the it's whistle true. in your pocket. You have to review every turnover anyway, so why blow the God? Why blow the whistle? <laughs> I'm being good that was, here. Being that was good. a good catch. That was a Thank good you. catch, Thank folks. You. And you know what? We will continue to catch all of the action right here on Locked On Patriots because in just a moment, Murph and I will talk about a little more offensive line. We briefly touched upon this, but we're going to go into a little more depth. Isaiah Wynn Isaiah might be on the trading block, but is it the right time to trade him or is it the wrong time to trade him? Or will he even be traded at all? Murph and I break down this subject next when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Folks, picture this. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes too many. If the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, when you think that you live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, possibly even kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk and the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're doing it to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. 
Patriots fans, we are always honored on Monday to be joined by our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, legendary columnist from E2GSports.com, Thomas Murphy. And Murph, in the previous segment, we talked a little bit about the Patriots' 20-10 victory over the Carolina Panthers. One player conspicuously absent from that game was someone who's been absent from the preseason slate so far and a lot of what we've been seeing in practice lately, and that's offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn. To say this has been an interesting offseason for Isaiah is probably an understatement, but you first of all have him missing all of the offseason voluntary workout program. Yep. Comes into mini camp, two days worth. His position gets switched. All of a sudden, Trent Brown yep. is back over on the on the left side. Isaiah's on the right. Mea culpa, humble pie, whatever you call it, I will eat that. I thought that Isaiah was surely headed back to the left tackle position and that Trent Brown was going to realign at the right. That obviously did not happen. Uh, it's not going nope. to happen. Uh, Trent is firmly entrenched in the left tackle position, which is exactly where he should be. Isaiah was getting reps at the right, and then all of a sudden, he disappeared for an undisclosed injury from the field. Now, he was present, accounted for, well within the team, so I don't want anybody to think there was anything going on behind the scenes. This was obviously well vetted by the team, but most of us were wondering, why isn't Isaiah Wynn out there on the field? He misses the preseason game against the Giants. Last week, not present for joint practices against the Panthers, misses Friday night's game as well. He did make the trip out to Las Vegas, but he wore a red contact, red no contact jersey right. on Monday uh, when the team did their solo practice. Now, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated floated the idea this morning in his column that Isaiah Wynn might be on the trading block. Um, when you look at this from a logistical standpoint, just running over all that I just, you know, ran down in terms of Isaiah's offseason and what that means for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, how much teeth does this story really have? Do you really believe that Isaiah Wynn could be moved prior to the start of this season? Um, no, mm. I don't. I'm sorry, Albert. I don't. I'm not saying that that you're being untruthful. I, I believe, you know, what you were saying and mm -hmm. that he could be moved. Uh, I don't think he will be. There's just, um, like we said earlier, it's just too thin at the offensive line at, right now. The Patriots have already made too many moves at the offensive line in the last couple of years, and I, I, I don't see them doing one more right now with the way the backups are playing behind him. Uh, also, he, he's not doing the Patriots or himself any favors if he does want to be moved. You know, being injured, not being able to to make OTAs, not being able to participate in in um in the joint practices up to this point. To right now, wearing a, a red jersey, you know, don't touch me, don't touch mm -hmm. me. I'm I'm fragile. You know, mm -hmm. it's not doing it's not doing him a lot of good if he does want to be moved. And uh, so, no, I don't. I I think the return right now would be. Uh, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that the Patriots are in need of cap space, but there are other ways to make cap space. You don't have to trade your starting right tackle. Now, I've said from the beginning that he was going to be a right tackle this year for the entire year. All you have to do is look at contracts, okay? Um, he is in the, the last year of his first year of his first deal, and it was it – was, uh, a smart move looking forward 
to move him over to the right side and have Trent move back over to the left side, who you have under contract for a couple of years. And at first I thought he was just pouting. This was, you know, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to go eat worms. You know, like the song that your mother used to sing when you were pouty in the in uh, in the kitchen because you didn't get a cookie or something. And it was it was, I, I was sure that was it. But like you said, it's been vetted. He is wearing a non-contact jersey right now. I don't see the upside to moving him. I really don't. Unless you're getting blown away with an offer, which who's going to blow you away for an injured right tackle who, mm. quite honestly, is not a great left tackle. That, to me, is the essence of this argument. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I have no doubt as well that Albert is hearing this from you know reliable right. sources and that right. he's reporting that the Patriots are definitely engaged or at least interested in these talks. Right. And to tell you we're the not, truth... We're, Albert Breer, I, Al, Albert Breer they, is not Dana White, okay? If, yeah. if Albert Breer says something, <laughs> I believe it. Absolutely. And you know what? Bottom line, folks, I think the Patriots would do this gladly if they got return fair return right. on investment uh, i think they feel somewhat confident enough in the personnel that they have on the field but look there's a big reason why they would do this 9.798 million dollars in cap space right. freed up if they trade isaiah win big tip to the cap there for our good friend miguel benzon who gave <laughs> me the exact amount to the penny as he always does truly the wizard of benzon love the guy right. and i thank you miguel for all of that but uh bottom line they can free up a significant amount of cap space, but yeah. you're right. Just because you can do it doesn't necessarily doesn't mean, mean it's the right thing to do. You still want to put your best lineman out there on the field, especially when Mac Jones absolutely needs that protection this year, running the zone run offense, but also trying to stop those second and third level blitzes that really hurt him last year. I sound like a broken record on here, but it's something that I think is a real Achilles heel for Mac when those blitzes are kept in check yeah he's a different quarterback he's a different he guy and most players you know will will follow along with that but it's so predicated on what he's able to do and hitting his receivers in stride giving them the ability to get yards after the catch that's mac jones that's, that's when he's it. at his best so if you want to do that you have to get someone that is capable of doing it Michael Wainu is a talented tackle, but I think he's better suited at the guard position. Yep. I know I'm going to get a lot of disagreement on that. People will tell you he's better at the tackle position, but I think in this offensive line, I think he's better there. And I think Isaiah is still a decent enough right tackle where he can get the protection that the Patriots and we, need. And we saw what Kajus did this week. Okay. Absolutely. And, now, and I, I can't, I don't want to put, put this out there as, as a reason because I thought the Patriots played decently, but mm -hmm. He made his mistakes against second team, yeah. You know, second team Absolutely. defenders. I don't. I don't believe he's ready to take up a starting role, and mm -hmm. I don't think anybody is sending anything back here as a starting caliber guy when that's what you're trading for. Yeah, or absolutely. At least you're trying to trade for. And look, bottom line with uh, Yannick Adjust, I absolutely believe that he can be a very, very good swing tackle, a reserve right. swing tackle or a reserve swing lineman in this lineup. I think he's played himself onto the roster. But if you're going to give him that starting position, especially on the right side, you have to be able to cut it. And I don't know if he, he I know he probably wouldn't be able to do the job that Isaiah would be able to do there. So right. I agree with you. I don't I like way you on the inside, too. I, yeah. I'm not moving him out. It, it's just. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's the foundation, people. I know that I, I, I harp on this so much. And, yes, part of it is because I grew up an offensive lineman, you know. They, they, they took one look at me standing over there with the quarterbacks and said, no, no, you're over there. 
that's where you are. And, um, and, and that's it. I, I just think that depth here is so important. And especially with, with the fact that we do have starting tackles, these starting tackles have been injured in the past and they, they are serious things. I mean, it, just look what's going on right now. We're not sure what's happening, but it's taken them three weeks. You know, it it's has. taken them three weeks to just put on a red jersey, a yeah. red no contract jersey. Exactly. So, folks, it's going to be interesting to watch this week, especially as the Patriots head into the start of the 2021 season, how that offensive line is going to shake out. Is that the top storyline heading into joint practices starting tomorrow on Tuesday between the Patriots and the Raiders? Murph and I will discuss that when we bring this Locked On Patriots podcast episode to a conclusion in just a moment. But first, folks, Patriots are out in the capital of the world of maximizing your knowledge or perhaps your luck. If you'd like to do either one of those when it relates to your sports fandom, you're going to want to do so with our good friends at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Follow, find and all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news by following our good friends at BetOnline.net, your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your podcasts and news this season. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Patriots fans, we're about to bring it all home today on this hashtag Locked On Murph Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. We have been talking to the legendary Connor Murphy Fisto, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, talking Pats Panthers, talking Isaiah Wynn, Michael Wainu, all different types of subjects. But ultimately, if you gaze into that Belichickian crystal ball, folks, you'll find that in the Patriots' immediate future, his two joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders, Tuesday and Wednesday, heading into Friday's finale of the preseason at Allegiant Stadium. Murph, last week it was all about the fights, and it really shouldn't have been, but it was. That was the big story coming out of New England and the joint practices between the Patriots and the Panthers. I think cooler heads are definitely going to prevail this week. I don't think you're going to see the same chippiness. You'll see a little back and forth, but I don't think you're going to see the same type of brawling that you no. saw last week. No, um, no obviously, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick have a tremendous amount of respect for one another. They know each other very well. Uh, these are two teams that I think can have some very productive joint right. uh, practices. When you look at these two days coming up, keeping Friday aside for a moment, just these next two days, What's the biggest storyline that you're looking at? What is catching Murph's sharp eye as the Patriots head into joint practices with the Raiders? Well, whether or not Isaiah Wynn takes off that that red jersey, that's mm -hmm. gonna be that's gonna be paramount for me. Also, who's taking uh Taekwon Thornton's snaps? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, Very that that's point. really gonna that's really gonna catch my eye. Is it little Jordan Humphrey? Is it somebody else? Um if uh, you know how the tight ends are, are going to work into this, because we didn't hear anything from them in the last joint practices, um, thing, things are going to start to expand right now. Bill is going to get want to get everybody on the same page for this last um, this last uh, preseason game coming up, and how things are all working together. Things things are 
progressively moving forward. Um, I, I think it's time for Bill to put it into third and fourth gear when it comes to these practices uh, and getting ready for Friday night. Absolutely. And I agree with you. I think right now, top stories uh, that the Patriots are going to definitely, or Patriots fans should be watching for and keeping their sharp eye on, is the offensive line situation first and foremost, Isaiah Wynn, yeah. but not just Wynn. You want to see if Justin Heron's going to be able to play his way back into a roster mix, or as Yadni could just already lock that reserve role up. Yeah. Uh, how are they going to account for uh, you know, the potential loss of win if he's not able to go and they're able, and they hold on to him, but he's still kind of nursing that um, injury along. Who gets those snaps and how do they reshuffle right. the line? Uh, Tyquan Thornton, absolutely. There's no question about it. Who gets those snaps? Who now becomes that deep threat for the Patriots that they thought they would have and it looked like they were going to have for a little while? Unfortunately, just uh, another crushing blow of bad luck for the New England Patriots, and we'll see how they're able to come out of that. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think that a lot of the questions that we had about the speed of this linebacker core, Murph, have right. been answered. I really love the speed that I see on this team from left to right. they got guys that can move, get into position, and move sideline to sideline. Anthony Jennings has absolutely played this, uh, played his himself onto this team. I credit right. you and I credit our good friend Steve Balistrieri for really honking this kid's horn from the day that he was drafted. All the credit in the world to Steve on this one. I really, really believe right. the Patriots have found a good gem here. And not only that, but you mentioned Tavai um, alongside Juwan Bentley. I think that's a big move. And then, yep. of course, you've got Raquan McMillan. You've got Mac Wilson, who I think has played well. Patriots definitely doing the job there. Cornerback is still a little bit of a question. I think we've right. got the perimeter set. Is Jonathan set. Jones still out there? Is is you know is what's going to happen this week against the ones because he wasn't running against, even though there were some good wide receivers that he was covering downfield. This yeah. is still not a man that that is of of great stature. Right. Okay. Exactly. And that's that's what we're that's what we're going to be looking at. I want to look to see how well he he handles what's thrown at him by Josh McDaniels because we all know what Josh does. You know, he sits there and he finds the weakest links and he pounds it. He does. He absolutely does without any question about it. And you know, I think at the the way things are shaping up, especially with the loss of Malcolm Butler, the loss of, you know, right. um, uh, you know, Juwan Williams, I think Mills and Jones are probably set at the perimeter. The slot is still a question mark. I think right. both Miles Bryant and Marcus Jones are on this team. Yep. But how do they divvy up those uh, those those <coughs> snaps? Uh, is it going to be Miles taking the majority of them more? Is Miles going to be predominantly a little bit more of a return guy? And then mm -hmm. you've got Marcus Jones. But Marcus Jones is strong suit his return as well. So right. I really look forward to the juxtaposition of these two guys. Similar, but I think they both bring a right. lot to the table. One last thing. Um, mm -hmm. Who does Kyle Duggar uh, put on their, on their ass this week? <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what? Offensive you tackle? Know what? I, I don't care. Boom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, Boom. folks, I know you've all been waiting for it, and I'm going to give him the chance to say a word or two if he'd like. Murph, I know that one guy in particular wearing the silver and black is going to be in your eyesight. He's going to be in your field of vision. Folks, we all know who it is. I'm not going to mention it because I want to give Murph every opportunity without stealing his thunder. Scale of 1 to 10, bud, how, how difficult is this going to be on this, you? This is really going to be really, oh, God. I, I, I've tried to prepare myself with this with Andrew Benintendi being in pinstripes mm -hmm. this week 
and uh, in the past few weeks. And I, I just, I, I, man, I can't. And it's, it's just, it's really going to be sickening to see Brandon Bolden in silver and black this week. Uh, anybody of my age uh, has has a deep hatred for the Raiders. Uh, you know, we going all the way back to Sugar Bear and and of course the great Daryl Stingley, and what happened then. And uh, I'm an Irishman, folks, and we carry a grudge like no other people on the planet except for maybe the Italians and um, so <laughs> it, there, there's there's always been that vendetta thing. It, it is it's going to be nauseating it is I, I avoid my friends Twitter Twitter feed I you know I'm, I'm just trying to stay away because I got food oh, food's coming up <laughs> first of all was Murph right about the grudge thing that the Italians folks well but but but, but in any case, <laughs> but in any case, we know it's going to be difficult for Murph, but uh, definitely good move for Brandon Bolden. And I think this gives him it an was, opportunity you know. to be a good part of a pretty good offense out there in Las Vegas. So we'll be watching with a little yeah. bit of a tearful eye, but we'll also be watching with a lot of pride because right. Brandon had a great season last year. And in my he opinion, did. the Patriots are not playoff contenders without the job that Brandon did no. uh, coming in and being uh, a very, very good third down back, pass catching back, and a great weapon for Mac Jones in the absence of yep. James White. So tip of the cap to Brandon Bolden, but uh, he's wearing the silver and black now, my friend. It's all about Patriot Blue, and we will continue to bring you all the latest when it comes to Patriot Blue right here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can find you, your great work, anything that you have coming up that the adoring masses here at Locked On Patriots would be interested in. Yeah, I got some red. I got some Red Sox stuff up there over at E2G. Um, of course, tomorrow. Excuse me. Um, on one Patriot place with Claire and Steve, uh, we're lucky enough to have Matt Chatham on. So Excellent. we're gonna we're gonna take another look at at what he expects to see, what he'd like to see during these joint practices, mm. and uh, what what he thinks of Dana White. <laughs> Well, you know what? Advice from the guy who's lived it. He is a very good friend of our program as well. So definitely, yep. folks, check that out. Anytime the professor speaks, you want to hear it. And, of course, the wisdom and counsel of Steve, Claire, and Murph. You can't get any better than that triumvirate. And we are lucky enough to have them here each and every week on Locked On Patriots. So, Don Murph, once again, I appreciate your wisdom and your My counsel. Pleasure. I thank you for coming to me today in friendship. And, of course, next week here on Locked On Patriots, we'll continue as the Patriots then march toward final roster countdown. Uh, we're not going to be playing Europe's song. We don't have the rights to it, folks, but it will be the final <laughs> countdown for the New England Patriots. In the meantime, thank you so much, folks, for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, but also your first listen every day. And now that you've made Locked On your first listen, please make our good friends over at Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. My good friend and colleague Vinny Iyer with over 20 years experience in fantasy football rankings. Good definitely stuff. check that out. He does good a stuff. phenomenal job and definitely Vinny is one of the best in the business. So check that out. But in the meantime, download, <clears throat> subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, on behalf of the legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself, my good friend Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike today. Stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. See you, Dana. <laughs>